Let me see you put them up. Reach the skies, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Medivy, host of ITM, and today I'm going to talk to you about 10 questions every entrepreneur should ask themselves. If you work closely with me, you will hear me talk about two different types of people that are the most dangerous people you'll face in business, and let me explain to you what they are. The first one are people who are lazy but ambitious. These are people that are very ambitious. They want the power, they want the fame, they want to get to the top, they want control but they're not willing to do the work. So in order for them to get to the top, they do by backstabbing, manipulation, games, all that other stuff. As long as you don't get there, they want to get to the top. But the second most dangerous, that are way more dangerous than these guys, are people who are clear on what they want. Let me explain. These guys are clear on their vision, and they're clear on who they want to be. What ends up happening when you're clear on who you want to be, and you're clear on your vision, one year, three year, five year, 10 year, 20 year, you end up attracting the best talent, and you end up maintaining the best talent because your vision is that crystal clear. So question number one for you is, what is your vision on where you want to be, and who do you want to be in that vision. The second question you have to ask yourself is who is your ideal customer? Let me explain. I have many CEOs and entrepreneurs that'll sit right here and I'll ask them, who's your ideal customer? And they'll say, everybody. I said, that's the wrong answer. You can't say everybody. Well, no, Pat, we're holistic. You you know, we're hybrid. We want everybody. It's just not how business works. Let me explain to you. Rolls Royce knows exactly who's their customer. The guy buying a Focus, you are not buying a Rolls Royce. Louis Vuitton knows who's their customer. Sam Walton, Walmart, knows who's their customer. Apple, you know, you go to AT&T, even Lululemon, if you've ever seen this interview, it may be the best interview on YouTube for entrepreneurs. I interviewed Chip Wilson, the founder of Lululemon, who's worth $3.9 billion. I asked him, who's your ideal customer? He said, a 32-year-old female who's career-oriented, making six figures, isn't married, has a cat, but is thinking about getting married. That's my ideal customer. No wonder he built a $12 billion business. So for you, who is your ideal customer? The third question you gotta ask yourself is, how big do you wanna scale your business? This is a very important question, and a lot of people say, well, I don't know, I guess I'll find out when I go through it, and we'll see. It's kinda like getting married to somebody and not having a conversation about having kids, and then she tells you, I don't wanna have kids. We should've had that conversation. Business, you gotta know how big you wanna build it. You wanna be a small shop in a city where everybody knows, and they come to you for bread, your bakery, and you're happy with that. Maybe you wanna be big in a region. Maybe you wanna be big in a state. Maybe you wanna be big in a nation. Like, I want to be number one in China. I want to be number one in Slovenia. I had a guy that flew in here from Germany, was number one in selling batteries in Germany. That was his vision. That's what he wanted to do. And maybe you want to be global. The sooner you know your vision, everybody around your wife, your husband, your kids, your family, anybody that's around you knows what you're doing, which means you know the level of sacrifice, you know the level of details, you know the level of teammates you need, support, board, All of these things has to tie to the vision that you have. So going back to it, this is slightly different than the vision of who you want to be and how you want to be in your industry. This is about how big you want to scale your business. The sooner you know that, the sooner you'll be able to get the team around you to help you scale your business. Number four is technical, but I hope this makes sense to you. A lot of people struggle with number four. Here's what it is. Do you know what formula drives numbers in your business? What do you mean by this, Pat? Do you know what formula produces results that drives numbers in your business. For example, if I advertise here, 
with this commercial and I say this, it produces the highest results. If I make this many calls and I have this many salespeople who sell these three products, this is the biggest profit margin that I have. If we lead with this product and we you know, have this product as a secondary and we sell during this time, it produces this much numbers. Just yesterday, I took eight hours. It was myself and Tikram. We sat there and I went through numbers. I had stacks of data on my desk and I kept pulling everything, and I pulled out formulas. We have 12 vice presidents all around the country, right? I took everybody's formula, and I saw how much money was left on the table for each individual. And then I gave them the formula. If you do this behavior times this behavior divided by this minus this, you would have made an additional $2 million last year. And that number was given to them. Why did that happen? Because I know the formulas. The more you know your formulas that you teach everybody else, you end up increasing your profit margin. But the less you know your formulas and the less you teach it to other people, you end up leaving millions, if not billions of dollars on the table. Next one is kind of tough for the people that are A-type, cocky, confident, maybe semi-arrogant, which is good for business. But this is kind of tough for you to accept. Here's what it is. What are your weaknesses? Let me explain to you what I mean by weaknesses. If you're an A-type personality, you're winning, you know your strengths. You absolutely know you're good in certain areas, right? You may be great in sales. You may be great in technical. You may be great with you know, coding. You may be great with operations. You may be great with biz dev. You may be great with design. You may be great with a lot of different things. But I guarantee you, there's a lot of areas that you have weaknesses in. The reason why I wanted to know ASAP what my weaknesses were, which was operations, HR, payroll, systems, all of these things were my weaknesses. I immediately went and hired people that were strong in this area. So my weakness was no longer being highlighted because I hired the right people that were 10 times smarter than me in these three or five areas that I was weak in. Next question is very simple. Where is time being wasted within what you do on a daily basis? Let me explain to you what I mean by this. There's a lot of people that are doing business. You come to work, you're like, okay, I worked 12 hours today, I worked 14 hours today, I did this, I did that, I did this, but where is time being wasted? When you take a moment and you actually take a sheet of paper, right, you sit there and you say, this week I spent this many hours here, 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 here. And then you notice those six hours that you put into XYZ activity is what gives you the highest return, but you only put six hours in there. And the 13 hours that you put in area that doesn't give you return, waste it. Why did you put 13 hours in there? But you have to know about it because the faster you're growing and the more you're in the business and all of a sudden you start making 100 grand a month, 200 grand a month, a million a month, two million a month, 10 million a month, you start becoming a $100 million a year company, you start really believing that you got everything in order. I'm doing so great. I'm an incredible entrepreneur. But I guarantee you, there are so many areas of your business that there are leaks in, that time's being wasted, that you have to sit and take an inventory and figure out what those things are and put your time in areas that gives you the biggest return, not areas that doesn't. So that question, where is time being wasted, leads me into the next part. You ever hear people say things like, you know, you're working too much in your business, not on your business, and everybody says it. Yeah, you're working in your business, not on your business, and no one knows what that really means. You're like, what the hell is in? What is on? Like, am I supposed to sit on top of my business? I don't get what is on. Can you please tell me what's in and what's on? I'm going to break it down to you. Let me explain to you what is in. In is you're the one selling, you're taking orders, you're customer service, you're placing orders, you're doing all the work you're doing because you're in it, right? You're doing all the work within the business yourself. When you're in it, it's growing linear. It's not exponential, it's only linear. Working on the business is the following. Let me explain. What systems, protocols, procedures can you put in place 
to automate something that runs with or without you. That's automation because that's working on your business. What new systems can you add to one department, the next department, this department? Right now, we're buying a $3 million technology. Why? Because this $3 million technology, four departments are all going to be automated, which means what is taking today 15 minutes to process one item is going to go down to two minutes. That is seven and a half times. That's working on the business. Yes, it costs a lot of money, but it's working on the business. The next one is hiring. Are you hiring properly? The other day, I'm sitting with one of my senior guys, and we're having a conversation together, and he says, Patrick, when we hire people, what kind of people do we want? It was a perfect question to ask because we weren't hiring the right people and selling them our culture, so we kept getting people and losing people in a certain department. Whose fault is that? That's our fault. We had to figure out to hire the right people because we knew who we wanted, so we don't have to keep going through it over and over and over again. This is all working on your business, not in your business. By the way, the list is a long list of things that I have here with standards, protocols, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just so you know that. So earlier I asked you, what are your weaknesses? Because you already know your strength. Remember why I asked you that question? This is a slightly different question, but it's related to it. It's like the cousin of weaknesses. What are your blind spots that you currently have right now? Let me explain what I mean by blind spots. At a guy I was talking to, runs a very, very successful business. He is growing so fast that he's churning and burning through money. And we had a call together. Three years in a row, he calls me at the same season saying, we grew so fast, we need $15 million. We need $10 million. And it's not like I need $300,000. I need $15 million, $10 million. Finally, we had a conversation together. It was an hour and a half conversation. I said, listen, for three, four years, we've been having the same conversation. Then you panic. Then you sell off everything. You go pay this off. This has happened so many times. This is a blind spot. What are you doing about this blind spot? What's a blind spot? Blind spot is you're running out of money, but you're not paying attention to because you're not doing the math. Realize that you only have nine more months of money to make you last for nine more months. Blind spot, maybe one department is growing so fast, but you don't have enough support that you're not going to sustain it in about nine months. You're going to crash and burn and lose a few people in that department. Blind spot is knowing there's a certain personality you need that you don't currently have. So your retention of clients staying on the books is lower because they're not happy. There's a lot of unhappy customers you have. These are all blind spots. You have to sit there with your core three to five people and ask, what are some blind spots we have? By the way, the vision, dream, you know, competitive, super competitive, the big thinkers, they don't think they have blind spots. But guess what? Those people are typically the ones that have the most blind spots. All right, next one. This is basic money, basic business. It's what are your conversion ratios? Let me explain what I mean by conversion. Conversion is I come to your site, what percentage actually clicks on the next link that leads to buying a product? What's the conversion ratio? Conversion ratio is somebody comes to my gym, what percentage of the walk-ins end up buying a membership and which membership do they buy? Why? So for instance, if 10 walk-in, two buy, and the two that buy, they buy one gym membership instead of buying sports club memberships, I want to know why are we only converting out of 10 two, and out of the two we're converting, why are we selling the cheapest membership? So three things to study over there. One, can, what can we do to have more walk-ins? Number two, what can we do to close 40% instead of 20%? And three, what can we do to upsell and just sell these basic programs so our guys maybe are not that good in sales? In every area of your business, you have to look at your conversion ratio. The more areas you have conversion ratios and, and percentages, the more areas you can improve. And all of a sudden, your profits goes from 18% to 42%. It's that astronomical if you actually study your conversion ratios. Last but not least, very important question. It's something that's on my mind all the time. Who are the next three leaders you're building? Very simple. Who are the next three leaders you are building? Every time I have my executive meetings, 
whether it's new business, processing, you know, client retention, no matter what department, marketing, sales, every conversation I have is, who are the next three leaders you're building? You know why? Because leadership development in any department helps you exponentially grow. In every single company, you show me that's growing, there are new leaders being built and born because the system is built in a way to develop new leaders. The more leaders, the more you skill. So the question you gotta ask yourself, grab a paper and pen. Who are the next three leaders I'm really building? And if you don't know the answer to that question, that's a very big problem. You have to immediately have the next three people you're building so your business keeps continually growing. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.